What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief. Today's entrepreneurs and business leaders face change and transition as a constant part of daily life. Inspired by stories of today's military veterans and service members, we embark on a journey to explore their transformations and equip ourselves with new ideas and motivation towards mastering the challenge of working with dynamic and changing environments. Here's the host of the Leadership Update Brief and the guide to your journey, Ed Brixey. Welcome to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. I'm Ed Brixey and welcome to our 20th episode. This episode, we're celebrating our first season by checking back in on what we've learned over our time together. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. No significant undertaking is ever accomplished alone. I want to start out by saying thank you to everyone who has helped us out in getting this project started. A few special mentions. Thank you very much to the C-Suite Network for accelerating our learning curve and getting us on their fantastic platform. It's great to be a part of C-Suite Radio. Thanks to my friends and family, our first couple of listeners, for constantly supporting this effort. And a special thank you to all of our listeners who've made this possible. Thanks for following us on social, providing your feedback, questions, and comments as we go through all of our various releases. Season one has been a hell of a journey and a fantastic experience. You never truly know what to expect when kicking off these kinds of things. It's been a great few months since our first episode, and let's take some time and revisit a few things that we've picked up along the way. I have a firm personal belief regarding leadership from my time in service, where as a leader, you should never ask someone to do something that you haven't done yourself, or at the very, very least, don't have close, deep personal knowledge of. Because of that, I kicked off episode one and shared my own story of change and transition before ever bringing other guests on the podcast. Since then, I've found that there are three things that help people overcome adversity, education, community, and mentorship. I found that the more you change and grow, the more that you learn that you have to continue to do so. And it works well because it's one of those things where growth never stops until you stop it. As long as you keep your eyes forward, a positive attitude, you can keep that momentum. The hard part about this is it's a matter of finding people to share the journey with you. It's a matter of finding your tribe. We spoke with Jerry Shanahan from the SMGA about this. You know, I, I think so, Ed. I think what we do is we put fun into therapy, if you want to call golf therapy. Fun and therapy never seem to go hand in hand. It almost feels like an oxymoron, but it's true. Having that group of people around you, finding peers that you can relate to, have something in common with, and together move forward on something that matters, it matters. Having that group of people around you helps because growth is hard. And as everything else, many hands make light work and finding someone with that mutual interests to help share a burden always, always helps to lift it. It's a matter of taking the time and having the persistence to discover this tribe. This is something that's often easier said than done. When we spoke with Leslie Likens, we covered a lot of that challenge. You know, it felt so surreal because the military becomes your life and you look to it for so much, um, I don't know, consistency and security. So when you look to separate from the military, 
it's just so overwhelming because you really think, you know, how am I going to keep going? How is our family going to be okay? How are we going to have medical insurance? How am I going to have a steady income? As veterans in the military, we get used to an almost transient lifestyle. We get used to those permanent change of station, the PCS moves, going from duty station to duty station every few years. You become used to seeing people come and go and in building relationships based on this very transitory nature. You know, you're going to work with somebody for a little while, and then both of you are going to be moving on to something different. This creates a huge challenge when we settle down after life in the military because we're finally planting roots. This transition becomes difficult because it's a change of lifestyle. It's a change of culture. It's a change of surroundings. And everything has a very different sort of permanency to it. Establishing networks, building new relationships is tough because there's an entirely different set of expectations to work around. But as leaders, our challenges are universal. We spoke to Secretary Bawa Jain from the UN Center for Responsible Leadership about some of these challenges. Number one is, do you make decisions based on the present or the future? Number two, are the decisions out of your conviction or is it convenience? And number three, are they constructive or destructive? Being able to act with courage and conviction is essential in all of our roles, no matter what level we're at. As leaders, these challenges we face seem impossible, but it's our responsibility. One thing I've found about leadership from everyone I've talked to over the past years that I've been building my career is whether it be leadership over a large team, leadership over a huge organization, a small unit, leadership starts with self. It's a personal skill. It revolves around how do we lead ourselves? How do we react to the situations in which we find ourselves? And like everything else, the more that we hone this skill set, the more time we take in developing it, and the more effort we put into it, the better the outcomes. A large chunk of it is being able to manage the stress behind doing that. When we spoke to Ed Marsh about entrepreneurship and leadership, we covered a lot of these different stress factors. You know, you talk about mentoring, and mentoring is often construed as meaning, you know, a person with lots of years experience and a person that's just starting. But it doesn't need to be that way. It can be mentoring with um, somebody that's, that's as a younger person, you can mentor somebody older than you where you've got particular expertise, you know, whether it's in social selling or whatever the case may be. Or there's, there's mentoring around, you know, how do you not, not, not how do you have the idea for business and how do you execute on that, but maybe how you manage the, the, um, the just kind of the mechanics of running a business. So there's, Mentoring can mean a lot of different things. I think the common theme, the people that I enjoy interacting with, whether it's as a mentee or as a mentor or just kind of reading what they're talking about, is people that are open-minded and creative and think big picture and look for opportunities, in, whether you want to call it in the white space or at the intersection of other ideas. And, and so this is what your tribe is for. This is how you manage to overcome the odds. The simple truth is we never accomplish these things alone. And as leaders, these relationships should never be taken for granted. It's something that we should constantly be seeking out. And thankfully, there's a ton of support out there to help us craft them, a ton of different areas for us to go to find these. We spoke with at length with the leaders out of Cape Ann, Massachusetts regarding this, from Mayor Fatia Romeo Taken, the the, the veteran service officer, as well as the CEO of the chamber, Ken Real, we had an awesome panel about just what are some of the services out there and what are people looking for and what is what can we help provide? 
business end in Gloucester or Cape Ann is seeing this from the quality of veterans that have come home already. And, you know, that's a big thanks to those veterans that really set the example mm-hmm. for, for, for those businesses, you know, to see that in their employees. I reached out to the unions that um, from uh, Boston, you know, um, they came down, they want to meet, they says, you know, we'd rather hire them first too. You know what I mean? Um, so, like I said, I mean, Gloucester's a little different on this side of the bridge because uh, we, we'll reach over that side of the bridge. We started a lot of different programs, too, that in, in you know, I worked at the um, social services at the Addison Gilbert Hospital for over 20 years, and um, we had the little clinic upstairs. We had a fight to keep that clinic. Gloucester fought good and hard. Back then, it was uh, Representative Verger mm-hmm. and Ali Pat. We fought, and I was there fighting the whole way, and, you know, that's what you're saying. It's sad that when we all have to fight for these programs, mm-hmm. so it took, I saw the difference from 1997 when I started the Addison Gable Hospital. I met all my veterans, what the services they were getting, what's happening. And like he said, that generation, that older generation was put aside. The trust now, they have to come trust us. And that's the whole thing is because they always had a fight for everything. People recognize what we bring to the table. There's, and have created an enormous amount of help out there, not only for veterans, which we spoke about on length that episode, but for leaders in general. Whether you're an entrepreneurial leader, old organizer, rising star, there's something out there to help you find your way. It's a matter of seeking it out, finding it, and becoming a part of something larger, and being able to share ideas and share experiences. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. Great leaders, we have to search far and wide when building this community because we never know which stone has the next answer. This transition process for any of our life changes is incredibly difficult. We spoke with Jason Gilberti of MVP Vets about this process at length. As a foundation to get to, to, to move forward into the industry. Um, and then as you continue to grow, I mean, just as you know, we have a self-development domain in, in military doctrine to help improve ourselves, um, it, would, it would also behoove those that are looking to continue to improve their certifications and their qualifications, both academically. It's overwhelming sometimes because the turns we, because the stones that we turn over are just, sometimes they never have an answer, but they're always markers in one way or another. There's something that helps us find that better direction. Knowledge is a funny thing like that. We don't often take enough stock of what we know and what we're comfortable with, we sometimes take for granted. And then we overlook what we don't know and we don't, sit down and take the time to identify what these gaps are and how do we fill them. But that's just how we move forward in our leadership journeys. It's how we move forward in our careers and our experiences is we take the time to appreciate what we know and find new ways to use it. We sit back and look at what these gaps are and discover ways to overcome them because no venture ever goes off without a hitch. No plan survives first contact. Building our knowledge base and support structure is what helps us through that. And we talked with and Nick Ford, when we talked with him, provided some awesome ideas behind that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're afraid to fail, I mean, you better either get over it or find something else to go work for somebody, you know? Immediate problem solving and ad- adaptation allows us to overcome these significant challenges. It's about getting over being afraid to fail. Our successes are always based on learning and persistence. Building up our teams means finding new ways to build up ourselves. All of us are only human. We cannot do everything ourselves. So finding ways to dive in, identify what we don't know, and working to understand and learn and grow, that's what helps us move forward no matter what pursuit we're after. It's about surrounding ourselves with the right people. And when we spoke with Chris Pratt, another veteran entrepreneur here in the New England area, we spoke about building your A-team. We can't really do anything uh, unless we have a, a strong team. And, uh, you know, there, there is a lot of work out there and the market's very good. And we're in a business where the demand is high, but it really all starts with the team. You know, you, you need to have a team of A players um, and they need to be led well and they need to have, um, you know, a common vision to what uh, we're working towards. And uh, that's where it starts. And, and once you have a good, solid team in place, um, that's when you can really start to go out and uh, go after the big fish, go after the big clients and the, and the companies you really want to do business with. It's an old concept in leadership. It's been repurposed up to a million times, but it's about who you surround yourself with. We are the aggregate of the people around us. And if we surround ourselves with an A-team of players, then we're going to become an A-team of players. Then we're going to become an A-team leader and we're going to become an A-team player ourselves. Forming the right relationships is what gives us resistance. It's what gives us persistence. And it's what something that we have a venue to share our knowledge and our experiences. And all of these things help propel us in new directions. It's these groups that galvanize us into action. It's about not settling for less. You know, we decided, hey, let's, let's, this is what we can do. This is what we need to do. You know, at this point, you know, I, I think we were, you know, we were, it was 2010 and, you know, we figured this would be something everybody would be engaged in and everybody would get on board. And, you know, after the first year, we realized this is going to be a long road. Uh, and And it was tough. It was tough for us to put that into reality of just, you know, saying, hey, let's build a memorial and not really having any experience or, 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 you know, you know, solid, um, you know, game plan behind it. So we had to we had to kind of shoot from the hip and, and come up with a plan and you know build the plane as we were flying it. No, totally. It's tough trying to embark on something like that. Like you said, none of you guys had experience building a memorial. I mean, the passion was there, but certainly not just the day to day tactical knowledge. What were some of the better resources you guys used in order to figure all this out? Well, I think I think the number one thing that we had going for us was we had a bunch of guys um in a room that didn't take no for an answer um all the veterans that were involved and the gold star families that sat in that room that took on this task uh wouldn't settle for less we spoke with dan magoon about mass fallen heroes and taking this group of veterans from a bunch of guys who wouldn't take no for an answer to becoming one of the most active veterans resources here in the commonwealth these types of journeys are the inspiring ones. It's watching this change and transition and growth and realizing with the right people, with the right attitudes, any of us can move mountains. When the passion is there, little else matters. In leadership, entrepreneurship, and life in general, our attitudes come first. Because from these attitudes come support. 
We have 140,000 veteran-owned businesses throughout New England, and actually, the number is even higher. Think about it. Approaching these groups, cultivating Kendu spirit, and bringing together, it's what we do as veterans and leaders. The attitude that we display enables this. It goes back, remember those mirror mazes that we had at the carnivals when we were growing up? And you go in, and there's this reflection of yourself all around you. That's the way our attitudes are in life. Our attitudes are reflective. Others' attitudes reflect on us. This is reciprocal for everyone in 360 degrees. It is incredibly, incredibly important as we move in our lives that we are surrounding ourselves with that type of positivity, not only that we want to generate, but the type of positivity that helps to feed us and enables us. The question often is, though, how do we even get started on this? This is something that when we spoke to Josh Spodek, he helped us answer. And it was another one of your principles that struck me. It was, if you're going to pitch to people, they're going to judge you. But if you ask people and talk to and converse with them, that's where you're setting yourself up to get the help, the assistance, and the aid in bringing this venture or project or something, whatever you're going after, to a successful outcome. Yeah. In particular, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refine it a bit more, not just to talk to them, but ask them specific advice in a specific way. Because you know, m- most people, if someone asks me for advice, and I give them advice, I generally have a feeling of now they're, gonna, now, they, now they're gonna succeed and it's because of my advice. So I want them to succeed. And so the way that I word how to make these conversations happen with increasingly valuable people in the field is to foster relationships where these other people feel like, I, they, this is the other person thinking, now you're gonna succeed and it's because of my advice. And now I want you to succeed because I can take credit for it internally. And now you have important people in the field wanting you to succeed. They're going to open up the Rolodex. They're going to help you. They're going to give you advice. They're going to be there for for you in the future. It's not about the idea. It's about finding the right people to help us refine our ideas. There's one thing that we've learned over all of these episodes, no matter what we're building, it's never alone. Solopreneurship is a myth that you want to start something, it's only you, is completely false. Because we all, none of us can do these things alone. Life is too big. Life is too complicated. And it's a matter of finding that. And that part of that conversation, this is universal. No matter what we're trying to develop and grow, an entrepreneurial venture, our teams, just ourselves, or any other particular skill set, it all comes down to these fundamentals, developing those baseline skills and finding the people who can help us do that. And sometimes finding out what those fundamental skills, that's just what we need the group of people for. It's about making mistakes. Knowing what not to do is often the more substantial part of knowing what to do. In the military, you kind of celebrate it because you, you made it and got away with it. You know, if you made it and lived, you know, you're like, woo. All right. Exactly. Let's tell everybody do not do that again. Yep. Yep. It's, it's, it's the learning mentality. It's okay. We made a mistake. What's next? It's not, oh, we made a mistake. It's the end of the world. It's almost mathematical. There are so many options for us to pursue and go after and try, and the vast majority of them are wrong. The vast majority of them won't work. And so figuring out the right way involves a lot of figuring out the wrong way and then adjusting. Neil Duckworth is from D2 Solutions is right. You're listening to the Leadership Update Brief on C-Suite Radio. There's this pervasive fear of making mistakes and it always sets us back. 
odds are when we try something, it probably won't work 100%. And if it does, we're not pushing ourselves hard enough or something went wrong in the background and we didn't notice and it's going to jump up later. So being able to make these mistakes go, whew, that didn't work. Learn from it, grow, move on and make the next iteration better sets us up for that greater success. It's about ticking off the boxes of what not to do and learning from it and using that to help chart our course forward. It's this interactive, iterative process that keeps us going. Each resource that I had, each one, every time I went into a meeting, I made sure I got two more people's names at that company and I put them on, you know, an email and I'd CC the person that gave me the name just be like, hey, they thought I wanted, you know, it'd be good to meet with you. So that's kind of how I went from there. Um, When we spoke with Zach Gramlich, he talked much about talking about checking off all of these boxes in finding and building up his career. Persistence and resilience are our greatest allies. And these two things are sometimes the hardest to cultivate. Our endeavors, our journeys will cause us to turn over a lot of stones, kiss a lot of frogs, and a lot of times we're going to come up short. But being able to move past these setbacks, grow from them, and trying the next thing matters because that's what sets us up for those big success. Big successes are nothing more than the aggregate result of a lot of little ones. And when we spoke, when we opened up ourselves to questions from other people on our mail call episode, that was one of my favorite questions because it is all about attitude. What makes a great leader? Two things, persistence and caring. And even more so of those two things, caring matters most. Being able to project that you care about the situation, the people around you amounts to 90% of the battle. Simply said, if you give a shit about what you're there to accomplish and you care about the people around you, you're set. Because that's what builds persistence. That's what builds resilience because it matters to you. If you care about something, if you own it, you take the responsibility for it, you're going to see things through to the end. If you don't, you're going to fall short, period. Caring about something means becoming comfortable with it. We all have those questions that we're uncomfortable asking. Even Dave Gowell, CEO of RallyPoint, had a significant admission for us. There are a lot of stupid lieutenant questions that you kind of don't necessarily want to ask all the time, especially in front of a lot of people you know. And if you go on RallyPoint and you create a profile and you start asking one of those questions, just typing it in, there's a good chance it'll pop up and it'll pop up with someone else asking it and a bunch of other people answering it. Having those networks to go to to get the questions answered matters. And understanding and realizing the fact that we all have them. And sitting on an issue or stewing or being nervous about the answer is ineffective and it's almost infective. It creates an environment where no one else wants to ask and it doesn't solve problems. It defeats the entire purpose of why we're leaders and entrepreneurs. We exist to help solve problems. I think Ed Smith had the best advice as we move forward in this. (laughs) Yeah, don't sit on the couch and wait uh, 15 years to get back involved in the veteran community. Uh, that's the biggest thing I can <laughs> say. You know, they're, they're, uh, the veterans coming out today are so fortunate that there's so many groups out there willing to support them in whatever they are, whatever, whatever they're doing. Don't wait. There's so much out there. Not embracing this growth, not making these connections doesn't solve anything. Getting over this hump on an individual basis is incredibly, incredibly difficult, but the dividends speak for themselves. Yeah, I was at a, um, it's funny, that summer before I took command in 2013, I was uh, I was at a pre-command course in Virginia, sitting with a bunch of, you know, leaders and drinking beers and talking about leadership, right? That's what we talk about. So one of the guys in the group shared a, um, a concept that he did 
method that he used in his command of writing a biography sketch and getting a biography sketch from his people. <clears throat> now, not something, you know, not a biography sketch that talks about uh, what medals he has on his chest or what degrees he has, or a resume type biography. It was more a biography of, you know, himself, what he did in high school, what he was passionate about, how he wanted to be remembered after he was gone, how he saw his strengths and weaknesses, and maybe a life crucible or two that he experienced in his life. And so I knew that I always appreciated, you know, those that uh, I served under that were humble and transparent like that. And so I knew this could be very powerful walking into command, but it was risky, right? Because you want to be seen as the, mm -hmm. perfect, the perfect being. Uh, and just by nature of my position and rank, the default would be, okay, here's this perfect being beamed down to command this large enterprise. Uh, my God, he must be flawless, perfect wife, perfect kids, you know, everything. Um, not so much. And so I sketched it out in this biography sketch and I gave it out to all 5,000 members of my brigade. Uh, just in the message there, listen, I'm Rob Campbell first. I'm a human being just like you with imperfections and flaws and vulnerabilities. Uh, get to know me as a person first. And yes, I will step in and be your colonel and your leader. I just thought it was really powerful. Rob Campbell found the answers in the most unlikely area. You never know, really know where you're going to get these answers. Yes, he was at a command course, but it, these answers weren't in the course material. It was the outside conversations that led to powerful revelations. Leaders, we have to be open to all sources of information, especially, especially, especially those informal areas. There was just a couple examples, but you know, you go across the board, and, and one of the things I, I noticed, I did a, I, ta I taught a class, um, I taught a leadership uh, seminar at uh, at a major university for an international MBA program, and and one of the questions I asked at the end, I asked, I said, what other kind of leadership experiences or lectures are are you given? Uh, during this program, and this is a pretty prestigious program, and they said, you're the first time we've had any leadership uh, presentations in our two and a half years in the program. We spoke with John Reaney about this. Leadership exists as a personal skill. This is something that we learn from others much more than we will ever learn from a course or a class or anything else. It's finding those mentors, and it's looking at leaders in an organization as that organization's most valuable asset. It's not an expense to them. It's a powerful force, but it's hard to get started. It's often up to the individual to learn. And leadership skills and habits are always a reflection of the leaders that we've had. Thank you all for joining us. My goal with this podcast is to be not only a source of information, but inspiration for us on our entrepreneurial and our leadership journeys. Thank you so much for joining us for season one. It has been an incredible 2019. Thank you for joining me on this journey. I wish you all the best on your own. We will be continuing season two later this year. We'll, we'll start looking forward in October 2019. I want to thank you all for listening. I welcome your comments. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Facebook at BlueCordMGMT. You can learn more about my company, Blue Cord Manager, at www.bluecordmgmt. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, your favorite podcast service. And as always, we're available on C-Suite Radio at c-suitenetwork.com. I look forward to continuing our journey when Season 2 kicks off soon. Have an amazing day.
You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. As a loyal fan of the C-Suite Radio show, I've got an incredible offer for you. Listeners to this podcast get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You will have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.